0: All right. I am now joined by Super Bowl champ, Lonnie Paxton. Lonnie, how are you doing today? Good, man. Good. How are you guys? I'm doing good, man. Thank you for uh, for working through some tech issues. Anyone that's seen my videos knows that this is not the quality that I normally put up. But when you're on a backup computer and Zoom isn't working, sometimes you just got to roll with the punches. I know. That's it seems to be the way of life these days. I'm the same way with my kids right now. So It, it encapsulates this year perfectly. Um, but, you know, when you look at your career on the football field, I don't know if it really encapsulates your football career because seemingly as a pro man, I don't know how many guys have as good a ride as you were able to with teams as good as you were able to be on. I'm
1: pretty fortunate in that regard. And, and you know, it's crazy because my early football days – weren't as successful. I mean, I played college football, and my first two years we were one and ten and one and ten, and uh, and I think I only won, uh, ten or eleven games my entire, you know, four years in college playing college football. Um, high school made the playoffs a couple of times, and then on my rookie year we were five and eleven. Um, we got blown out at the end of the year, some crazy game at, uh, against the Dolphins where we had to go inside, come out, go inside, come out, and um, and drove across country, and then all of a sudden. 2001, you know, it was a weird year with 9-11 and, and, and Belichick shifted the entire roster and only kept around maybe 10 of us from the year before and brought in a bunch of new guys, the Brables and Izzo's and, um, you know, Light was a rookie. Uh, so, it was, it was a lot of
0: uh, transition there to, to the, for the better. Yeah. Um, now, your your career at, you know, Sac State might have been a little rocky to start, but, being a long snapper, such a crapshoot to make it in the NFL because it's just, I mean, Joe Cardona from Navy um, is obviously the Patriots have now, but it doesn't matter if you're coming from an armed services type of college, if you're an undrafted rookie free agent, seemingly it's an even playing field because if your team success doesn't really matter, it's, you know, can you do what we ask you to do? And if you were, uh, you know, starting on the offensive line in college, how much did it help that, you know, that the, your team could run the ball? I mean, you guys were putting up some numbers, at least rushing. Did, did that play a big factor, do you think, in just getting you from a, a small school to get your name out there and be seen?
1: You know, I, I, there's some of that, definitely. There's some of, um, some of the guys I played with um kind of brought the scouts in. You know, at Sac State – we get one or two scouts every couple months, you know, USC gets a hundred a day or, you know, these big schools. And so every time a scout was in town, you kind of knew it. And you're like, Oh, they're here. You know, who's, who are they looking at? Like you really had no idea. And, um, and I have some of the best friends of my, of my life, John Osterhub, Christian Kelly, who were getting looked at uh, our senior year. And they brought the scouts in and, you know, I was able to uh, find an old football that was from a, a buddy of mine. That was an NFL ball. And we would practice at barbecues and go into the river and all these things. And then we would take the ball with us and, 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 and practice. And kind of was my lucky charms. And, and as the scouts came in, we did all our workouts and, and it was like, all right, see you guys later. And then the, my head coach was like, no, no, no he can long snap. So much you can do, you know, it, it wasn't just like orchestrated. We're coming in to find a snapper. It was like, came in to see these guys and then I was able to, uh, you know, catch their eye
0: and isn't that what life's about though? finding a way to seize opportunities even if it's not meant for you you know you you find a way to get your name out there and do what it takes um that's right i know i'm I'm hitting fast forward a little bit in the interest of time but when you get to new england this guy by the name of adam venetari is the kicker and if you're going to be snapping it i mean there's a select few that you're going to be surrounding yourself with day in and day out how much did being around a a true professional I, i mean a guy who's bonafide hall of fame kicker how did being around him and that's nothing against uh, anyone else on the team but how did you sort of align what it meant to be a pro with how adam was approaching his craft
1: i mean he kind of took me under his wing you know i remember the 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 day that they made final cuts you know they had two veterans another rookie and myself and and i I remember kind of being pulled in the coach's office and was like hey you know we're gonna choose you and i was i was fourth on the depth chart, wasn't even planning on making the team. I just thought I had a plane ticket home. And, um, you know, he called me in the hotel room and, and said, Hey man, I really need your, you know, have my back. I'm going to help you, you know, through your rookie season. And we picked you because we believe in you. And, um, it was really uplifting for me. And, and, you know, we spent a lot of time off the field together and, um, you know, he was a true professional. He works hard every day spent a lot of time in the weight room, watched his kicks repeatedly on film, and and it it taught me, you know, kind of what it takes.
0: Now, Adam, obviously very much like you, when you're on the field doing your work, right, it's a pretty consistent thing that you're doing. You know, it could almost feel monotonous from doing the same thing over and over. I mean, it's 15 yards, it's eight yards. There's only two things that you could possibly be doing. Did you ever – I mean, I'm sorry, I don't have it in front of me. Is it 11 years in the NFL or 12? I mean, you – 12, yeah, 12. It's a long, long career doing the consistent thing. How did you ever get out of any ruts that you might fall into when it's just there's not a lot of variance to your game? It's just this one motion that you have to have right. I, I mean, I, I'd imagine that at times it, it, it can – you could overanalyze your motion.
1: You overanalyze it all the time. That's why, you know, kickers and snappers and punters are psychos sometimes. Inside show it as much, but, um, you know, I was very much the same. Lee Johnson was our punter my rookie year. He was, like, in his 17th, 18th year, and I remember he had a bad game. And we would get a call from his – his, 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 he got a text or a call from his wife. I don't even know if there was text messages back then in 2000, but I remember the next day we found out that he went home and punted like 10 balls through his ceiling, had a bunch of, you know, pegged a bunch of holes in the ceiling because he had a bad game and he was working on his drop and he didn't, you know, it was the winter time and so he didn't want to go outside so he's just punching holes in the ceiling. And, um, you know, it can get very monotonous and, and you know, my joints it's a motion that is very aggressive. Um, you know, my elbows, hands and shoulders and back and stuff are feeling it these days because I feel like I've probably snapped the ball almost a million times. Um, but even though it's 15 and eight yards every time it has to be right every time. And you have to deal with conditions. I mean, sometimes on the practice field in Foxborough, it's 30 mile an hour crosswinds or Belichick's put us outside in in three inches of snow. Um, you know, things like that, that are just, you got to work through, you know, you're, you're freezing cold because it's, it's 33 degrees and it's not snowing, but it's raining and it's, it comes up, it calls field goal or punt in the middle of practice, just to throw it on you like a
0: surprise and you got to be ready to go. So. So, I mean, obviously there's the, the mental part of it in overanalyzing, uh, but when it, physically, it, I mean, in terms of just like, it's just the same motion where you're not as worried about maybe mobility and some of these other factors that other positional players are really concerned with and train year round. I mean, how did you work on just the training aspect of your game? Because I'm sure you also don't want to overdo it since it is just this one specific motion that you're doing.
1: Yeah, I mean, I honestly, if I knew now or I knew then what I know now about core work and um, you know, really focusing on mobility. I mean, back then, and it, I don't want to sound like a dinosaur, but that's 20 years ago now, that, you know, it was still pushing sleds and doing heavy squats and, and uh, power cleans and all these, like, crazy Olympic lifts and just running sprints. It wasn't this, you know, mobility and, and high-intensity, you know, uh, training regimens and, and uh, a lot of core work and uh, stability work. I mean, that stuff was for the training room back then. That wasn't part of your workout. That was above and beyond. And so the guys who figured that out early, you know, they, they stuck around a long time. So, you know, I would try to do stuff in the training room in my off time. And, you know, I spent the off seasons, you know, not trying to snap a bunch because, you know, just let those muscles kind of rejuvenate, um, you know, travel a little bit. I was I was still a young bachelor. So, you know, spending the off seasons, uh, you know, cruising around having some fun and, um, you know, 12 years is good. I probably could have stretched out a little longer, but you know, I
0: found a good, good role for me uh, post-career. Yeah, and I definitely want to get into what you've been doing since uh, you've stopped playing. But um, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask a little bit about the, the team, both the, the Broncos and the Patriots. But you know, specifically, you're on a team, as you said, five wins to start your career. You saw the pre-dynasty, the roster changeover to get things lined up. And then you saw what it was like to win with no one expecting you to, but then sustaining it when everyone's giving you your best shot. I mean, when you think back about what Belichick was doing to keep the team ready and competitive back then, let alone doing it for 20 years, I I mean, what are your thoughts on how he was able to keep everyone always, if not on the same page, at least in a position to win and never take their foot off the gas? You know, I mean, he
1: created the environment that um, your job's on the line at every moment. You know, I mean, no one was on scholarship there. I mean, even the guys who were, uh, you know, signed these big deals. I mean, you could get benched, sent home, first plane ticket out of there, whatever it may be. um, And he called you out on it. You know, you spent time in team meetings and and you could never hide. You know, if you had a bad play, he'd he'd put him in the low lights and and your name's called and you kind of sink into your chair a little bit or you stand up and, and take it like a man. And and uh, move on and correct it. So, I mean, he, he really put that emphasis on, you know, correcting the mistakes, don't repeat the error, um, you know, the little things, do these little things for the big things to happen. And we had a lot of guys who bought into that. You know, it wasn't just him coming in demanding these things. I mean, you had the Teddy Brewskis and Kevin Falks, Troy Browns, Willie McGinnis. I mean, the list goes on of just guys that, that bought into that method and, and didn't
0: take it personal when he called you out. Yeah. Now, I mean, you were, you've played with, I mean, Vinatieri was great, but but Gostowski came in after him and you want to talk about, you know, a team being so fortunate to have two phenomenal kickers. Well, In terms of the approach to the game, just to, to consistently be great, you know, if you want to look at, not just Adam and Steven, but if you want to take it out to who you played with in Denver, were there commonalities amongst some of these guys. Uh, and even like Matt Prater, who, you know, didn't spend the bulk of his career in Denver, obviously goes on to do phenomenally well. I mean, just being around some of these guys, what did it take for that consistent high performance year in and year out? Because if everyone's almost a psychopath with the attention and the detail and getting in their own head, I mean, how, how do these guys keep it at bay?
1: Yeah, I mean, at different different positions um in their career like when I came in as a rookie Adam had already been there I think four or five maybe six years I think he came in 96 so for his fifth year so he was he was already a veteran and kind of took me under his wing and then you know I'm a veteran when Guskowski comes in so you know you can kind of smack him around a little bit and and, uh, and and you know kind of treat him like a rookie but then you know see how he performs and how he responds to that treatment and and have fun with him and then I left and you know, I got to Matt Prater where, you know, he was really good at, at some of these crucial moments, but was spending, you know, some of his time off the field, maybe, you know, not doing the right things and stuff. And so I felt like almost like a older brother for him when I came in. is like, hey, this, this is kind of the way we did it. This is the way Adam and, and Guskowski did it. So, you know, you keep doing this this way and you'll have a long career. And, you know, he went on to perform. And, I mean – what Snapping, punting, kicking—it's looked at as it's so easy and anyone can do it, and and you're just a kicker, you're just a snapper. But I mean, all of these motions are super aggressive on whatever joint or or, or muscle memory that you're working on, um, and so those things take a beating. And then the mental stress of trying to do it right time, and just a little turn of the ball can make it go off your foot and have be a shank, or a little flick of the wrist and throw the snap above someone's head. So it's these minor little details that really eat at your brain. And then as you kind of try to fix these, you have to work through them and and the physical side takes effect. And, you know, it's, um, I give it up to anyone who can put themselves out there in front of millions of people and, and try to do it right on the biggest stage and and have success.
0: And, you know, I've leaned more towards obviously you being a long snapper, talk a little bit about kicking, but for punters, uh, you already mentioned Lee, but, I mean, early in the careers, I have here, you know, uh, Colquitt and uh, Brett Kern, both both of them are still playing um, at high levels. So, I mean, you were around very talented guys. I mean, was there anything specific to punters in, in their approach, or is it just they're their own breed of insane mental creatures? Well,
1: I mean, punters were pretty much my guys, because they're the ones I got to create the mojo with. You know, the kickers are the ones who make the points. And get all the credibility you know where win or lose whatever but you know the punters are the ones who are catching the ball you know whether it's a short snap or long snap so really had to create personal relationships with ken walter lee johnson josh miller you know and then brett and 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 britain over in denver and um you know there's the list goes on i mean punters they i feel like they cycle through them quite a bit because you know your stats are your stats and and punting uh, in, you know, horrible weather can just completely affect that. So um, that's who I really had my mojo with, uh, was, was the punters. And, and you know, they, those guys taught me a lot and, and helped me a lot. You know, they made me look good on some things that weren't perfect and, you know, um, and vice versa.
0: Now, I want to ask what you're doing today, but I just want to squeeze one more in. And it's just about the idea of being clutch. Uh, I mean, Adam missed kicks in his career. Every person that's ever done anything has had lapses, but when it mattered, I mean, page, the Patriots won three Super Bowls because of, you know, him in the clutch hitting those kicks. And that's, you know, every puncher that, that's nailed the punt. I, I mean, the list goes on and on. Do you have any thoughts on what makes some guys clutch, why some guys can always hit it when they need to, you know, Brady in the two-minute drill? You know, you. I'm sure there's been times where, you know, your snaps weren't perfect, but they were where they needed to be when it mattered most.
1: You know, I don't know. I guess everyone's different. You know, I I've, I personally played mine off as just like that laid back Cali kid who wasn't really caring too much, you know, about it and, and let it fly. The more I would think into it, the more I would probably stress it out about the situation. Um, but it goes down to repetition. I mean, that's why, you, you know, everyone sees what you do on, on Sunday, but no one sees the other six days of the week. And You know, it's not like our first rodeo getting out there. So, you know, we prepare for those situations, we practice, Um, we, you know, try to correct those mistakes. And so when it comes down to those actual times in the game to perform, it's uh, second nature.
0: Well, I know since you've retired and as a, you know, Patriot fan, born and raised in Massachusetts, you know, I was happy to see you retire a Patriot. Since then, I know that you spent a lot of your post-playing days working for GoPro, uh, working with celebrities. But since then, you've become a strategic advisor for multiple different companies. So, how were your thoughts on securing a successful career after football? Because, of course, you, know, you still have a, a long life to live.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it was tricky. You know, I mean, the way my career ended was was not traditional. It was um, a little bit of a, of a, you know. A, it could have been worse. I mean, the, my final game of career was, was Tebow to Damaris Thomas, one played overtime against the Steelers, and my wife's in the stands and uh, 23 weeks pregnant, and, you know, the babies want to start coming out because they're so excited too. So she w- went into premature labor, and, and I m- ended up missing the game against the Patriots who Broncos played the following week. So we had to call in Dave Benn, for, a former Charger snapper, to come take the one game for me. And then my mind just started kind of tuning out to family and, and not being as focused in football, um, as maybe I should have been. And, um, you know, GoPro was there as an opportunity and, and I made the decision to, uh, to hang them up. Cause I saw this, this, this amazing product, this amazing brand and, and really learning about marketing and content and social and digital and, and, um, and it's, and it's, it's paid off quite well. And so, I mean, I spent seven and a half years, close to eight years there. And, due to COVID, there's been some changes in their strategy and they, they, you know, they, they had to cut some people and, and I was, you know, one of a couple hundred actually, but, you know, made some great relationships while I was there and spent a lot of time traveling the world. And, um, you know, I, I think that's paying off in, in the roles I'm in today, which, you know, a couple of these companies, um, all three of them are, are, are scaling in the pandemic, which is, it's, uh, it's, it's, you know, tough to do, but it's, um, it's something that's happening. So it's, it's fun right?
0: That's awesome. Uh, I'm glad to hear that, you know, you were able to take a hand that was dealt to you, but you know, essentially still land on your feet and, and find a way to, uh, take the resume that you've continued to build and still build on. it. I mean, it sounds like uh, things are going pretty well.
1: Yeah, they're going great. And I mean, the three brands are one of them's called PowerDot and it's a mobile electric STEM unit. So it's something that I've used my whole entire career, but use it in the training room and now we put it in your pocket and you can take it wherever, take it on a plane or in a car or do it while you're watching TV. And so it's a smart device. So it kind of tells you what recovery uh, uh, modality you need. And so that's a really cool brand. I got um, kind humans, which is uh, like a, a sustainable marketplace, a marketplace for good. So sustainable products and um, eco-friendly messaging and, and telling stories of causes and, and where products came from and having you kind of think, and consider what you're buying and purchasing. And then the third one is a is a direct consumer wine company called Knocking Point, um, with a celebrity friend of mine and a, and a buddy of mine um, that are just you know slanging wine online and and and, and uh, doing these direct consumer wine clubs. And we're doing sports partnerships and celebrity partnerships. And so all three of them are are are, are uh, unique,
0: um, but the
1: portfolio looks
0: pretty nice. That's awesome, and I'm glad to hear that you, were by any definition, much more than an athlete, being very diversified in you know life. <laughs> um, hey, we'll have to do this again and talk some more about the, the marketing strategy and content creation because obviously you are uh an all pro level there as well. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. This has been fun. Uh, well. Lonnie, thank you so much for taking the time in. I, I know that we were up against it. I appreciate you still finding a way to squeeze, any, squeeze me in And uh, in the future. If you do want to do anything that's more along the lines of what you're doing now, i would more than happen to. Uh, thank you so much. I mean, I love doing these things. They strike, strike up a lot of
1: old memories. You know, we kind of get caught in these, these new memories with, with things that are happening in the, in the moment, and it's fun to look back.